It's Wednesday Wisdom, and I'm here to help you take that good dog and make them even better. Today on Wednesday Wisdom, episode 23, we will be talking about three different things, being the leader, defending your dog, and a sweet adoption story. Training topic is first up, that is be the leader of your pack. People talk about this. They talk about alpha dogs, and they talk about all sorts of different kinds of descriptions of it. Basically, you need to be the leader of your pack. I have a very interesting clip from Bob Wells' interview from episode 22, and he talks about being pretty tough on Cody because Cody had some issues that had to be worked through. So I'm going to play that for you. Have a listen to it. And I want you to think about, do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you think? So here it is. Well, I got Cody from... uh... Cody from a rescue. And so I have no idea of his background. They didn't know. It was just a dog that somehow in, they got. And I, I never even heard any background on him at all. Right. And uh, so I don't know his background. However, I do know that as soon as I, I'm alone a lot, but because of what I do, I also have to socialize quite a bit. And so as soon as I got him and started having him around other dogs, I discovered he was aggressive. Ooh. It was an odd thing. If a dog was bigger than him, he almost instantly went into attack mode. Oh, wow. Okay. But if a dog was smaller than him, they'd be best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so apparently there was been a lot of fear in his life of bigger dogs. And so mm. his, um, his response was always to attack before he was attacked. Wow. Okay. My best friend. Uh, so I was on a long trip for the summer. When I got back in the fall, I went and camped with my best friend who has a wonderful, and he's a bigger dog, uh, working dog. I, I forget the breed, but beautiful, you know, with a half white, half black face mm. and just a beautiful, intelligent dog. But it was the, the moment they met, they fought. Oh, no. Uh, and every time afterwards, they were going to fight. Oh my gosh. And so that was uh man, and I didn't know if I could keep him because I can't have a dog like that in my life. I have a lot of people in my life, I do a lot of socializing. Right. And I wish I could give you a good and now that's gone. I'm oh, happy good. Just, I see it whenever he and I meet a new dog, I see that in him. It's still there. Mm-hmm. There's a, a wariness, a um I'm ready to go if I have to. But it isn't an automatic. That's gone. There's okay. not an automatic fight. Yeah. And being off leash really helps. If he's on leash, then the, the fighting is much more likely, um, oddly as that works. How did I do it? An enormous amount of love. Uh, first and foremost, I gave him every moment of every day the best life he could possibly have. And all the love I have to give that I don't have a lot of people in my life to give it to, it went to him. Sure. I think that's what a lot of us do. Yeah. But I was also a very strict disciplinarian. I would tolerate zero tolerance of aggressiveness towards another dogs. Very, very firm rebukes so that at one hand, he knew how deeply loved and cared for he was but how there would be zero tolerance and not pleasant consequences if he ever fought with another dog. 
Mm. And uh, I know that's probably the first, everyone loves what the first thing I did. Lots of love, <laughs> positive feedback. Um, and a lot of people will be very angry about, uh, I was very firm, physical. I was physical with him. He went right over on his back. Um, my hands around his throat. Wow. Uh, okay. Very angry. Uh, that's, you know, there yeah. will be zero tolerance if you're aggressive towards another dog. And that was constant every single time uh, on his back, yeah. my hands around his throat and, uh, and it worked. It's gone now. I see it. It's in there. It's his personality. He right. grew up with it. Right. But it's a, I can't remember the last time he had a fight with another dog. Good. Yeah. That's, you know, and I think you went with your instinct. Your instinct said, I need to be crazy strict with this dog. Okay, now you heard Bob talk about how he had to be really harsh with the dog. Do you agree with that? A lot of people do, a lot of people don't. <laughs> There's like quite a different camp on this. And I will admit, I have not been with a dog that is incredibly aggressive and wants to kill another dog. I have worked with dogs that are aggressive, but not to the point that it sounds like Cody was. So here's my point of view. Ideally, you build a relationship with your dog in a positive way, and it's loving, and you reinforce things in a loving way. Bob had just gotten that dog, so he didn't know the background, and he was trying to make sure that dog could survive with him, and they could have a good life together. And also, the dog did have to fit into his life, like he spoke about. So ideally, you have a positive relationship with your dog, and you keep it that way, Bob had a unique situation, and I'm not saying that we all don't, really. Our dog has a different personality, and we all have different lives to some extent. His is very different because he's on a nomadic path. But I think in his case, he did what he thought was best. He used his instinct. And fortunately, it looks like it worked out. Dogs take each other down that way, if you will. They'll like, you know, the mother will take the pup by the scruff you know, pull it down or move it around or whatever. And I'll be honest with you. I had another Border Collie, my first one, Maisie, that I've spoken about before. And she would challenge me on a regular basis. And I would take her down by the scruff of the neck, down to the floor, that means, you know, and I didn't hurt her. I just would take her, grab her, put her down so her belly was exposed because I wanted her to understand that, no, your behavior is not okay. And in case you're wondering in what way she challenged me, it wasn't with her teeth. She wasn't nasty to me. I would have definitely not put up with that. I'll give you an example. Sometimes she would get a little too snippy with Morgan, and I didn't appreciate that. And I would tell her to stop. And if she didn't stop, I would take her by the scruff of the neck, put her down to the floor. Not hard. I didn't slam her on the floor or anything, but I just took her down, and I said no. And I just stared at her until I could understand that she knew she wasn't going anywhere. She had to stop struggling. And so sometimes we have to let our dogs know that we are a leader in a physical way. I do not believe in hitting your dog. I don't believe in screaming at your dog. None of that will help. I really don't believe it. It just escalates everything. So you need to think about how you want to be a leader to your pack. Your dog needs to listen. And your pack might be just two of you, like it's just Flynn and I. But Flynn knows he needs to listen, or we won't be doing anything that he wants to do. 
Now, he's softer in the sense that he doesn't try to be alpha at all. He knows that I am. To be honest with you, I really feel that after I left a very unhealthy relationship that I was in, Maisie changed her mind. She understood that I was the leader, and she never challenged me again. It was fascinating. She respected me. She knew I was in a better place, and our relationship did a major change at that point. And, you know, she was already like nine years old. I think it's a lesson that our dogs, they can't respect us if we can't even respect ourselves. So if you see that happening with your dog, also look a little bit at your life. Maybe there's something that, you know, you're not quite being the leader that you should be. It can't hurt to look a little bit inward on that. So that's my training tip to you. Again, don't yell at your dog. Don't hit your dog. But be firm with your dog and let them know, you know, you can help save their lives. If they listen to you, that is life-saving at some really unexpected times. Which, speaking of, being the leader and dealing with unexpected times, last week I posed the question, have you ever thought about defending your dog? And if you have, how would you do it? It's really important to think about this because, unfortunately, if you live in an area like I do, It's busy here. There's a lot of people, a lot of dogs. We love our dogs. Everybody thinks their dog is wonderful. And I believe most dogs are very good. And honestly, it's us humans that need to do the better part of the training. We have to train our dogs. They're just doing their thing. They're a different species. They don't understand what we want unless we tell them. So here's the thing. If you have a dog, get away from an owner like I did and come at your dog, what will you do? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. You could bring a stick with you. You could get one of those like police batons. It's extendable and you could use that to hit another dog if you had to. You could carry pepper spray. A lot of people said that they brought that along with them anyways or that they were going to start when we talked about this in our small group on Facebook or a shocker, right? There's those shockers that you can buy. It will, if you do a quick shock, it'll get the other dog off of your dog. If you did a longer shock, then you could actually kill that other dog too. So you'll have to think about that. There's bear spray. There's a lot of different things, but ideally you think through the different situations, like another dog forgets free and comes after your dog. If the other dog's on a leash, then the owner should be able to pull them away, ideally, or control them a little bit. Please also make sure that your dog is not the aggressor. If it is, don't take it to a dog park. Get some training, get some help. It doesn't mean that it'll take years of training. You just need to know how to handle your dog. And that's a great thing because then you can have a good life together. So do you want to know what I carry? I told you I would tell you. I actually carry a shocker and the pepper spray. So the pepper spray, yeah, I didn't shoot it last time. I don't know if you remember that story. If you didn't, go back and have a listen. But I didn't want to get sprayed in the face with it or spray phlegm. And I decided... Well, even if I get a little bit, but it helps Flynn, you know, help save his life, then it's worth it, isn't it? And even if Flynn gets some in his eyes, if we walk away alive and not terribly injured, that's a great thing. And the shocker I brought, because there are a lot of pit bulls and pit mixes around that people do not know how to control. And that, again, is an issue I think we should tackle in the future. I believe in rescuing dogs I'm not saying that all pit bulls cannot be rescued, but I'll tell you one thing is I don't know why these rescues are placing 
dangerous dogs or potentially dangerous dogs with people that have no clue about that breed. And I will defend that point of view till the end. You have to have a dog that you understand or somebody needs to train you so you know how to understand it. Anyways, if you know anything about pit bulls, they can really lock on. And so I have a shocker with me because there are a lot of pits and pit mixes around. And if those dogs, one of them, clamp down on my boy, well, then I will shock it and I will get it off my boy. That's how strongly I feel. I just am very disappointed in that community. I don't think they're doing a very good job. The next discussion that we'll have is about heart dogs, which some people call soul dogs, or some people say that that is a different category. What do you believe? Have you ever had a soul dog or a heart dog? But I would love to hear your stories about your soul dogs. Share them on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, all those links I'll put in the show notes too. So you can have a look and click on that and go right there. Those were some heavy topics, but I think really important ones to cover. So let's end on a happy note with a great story. You know I love stories, right? And dog stories, well, yep, that's my jam. And I don't care if that word dates me. Jam, whatever. It's my word for today. (laughs) There's a fun news story that I happened to find about a little boy adopting a dog just like himself. This comes from People.com and is titled, Two-Year-Old Boy Adopts Shelter Dog with Same Birth Defect. And the little boy's name is Bentley Boyers. He and the pup that he adopted were both born with a cleft lip. Bentley Boyers has found his perfect match. A two-year-old Michigan boy was overjoyed last week after adopting an adorable puppy that shared something special in common with him, the same birth defect. Bentley was born with a cleft lip, When his father, Brandon, went to the shelter and came across a puppy with a cleft lip, he knew the two would be a perfect pair. Bentley found his match today in this tiny pup who also had a cleft lip, the shelter wrote on Facebook. I just read you a few parts of that article. I will link it in the description below. But the sweetness of the photographs, you will definitely want to go see. I think that we all have a dog that's right for us, and sometimes we don't even realize it when we get that dog. But the partnership that you can create is a beautiful thing. I wish you a great day. I hope you take into consideration how to defend your pup. Be sure to call in or email or get on Facebook or Instagram and let me know. Do you have a soul dog right now? Have you had one in the past? Have you had a heart dog? I love this conversation because it's near and dear to my heart because, yes, I believe I've had at least a heart dog in my life. We'll see you next week with another great story that I can't wait to share 